welcome to the Eric Erickson Show podcast, Hour 2. Hello, America. Welcome. It is Eric Erickson here across the nation. The phone number, 877-973-7425, should you wish to be on the program. Uh, We're going to deal with a difficult subject, and it's actually a subject I talked about in 2022 when the story came out it was in april of 2022 there's there's some new data though the rise of mental health distress among teens particularly teen girls has skyrocketed since 2007 and 2007 is a very important date it was actually a date where Uh, The data had been largely steady and level until 2007, and it started to go up, and then in 2009 began to skyrocket. The number of child suicides increased. The number of childhood uh, levels of depression increased. 2007 is the important date because that's when the pivot began. 2009, it picked up steam, and there it's no coincidence it's 2007 and 2009. 2007 was the introduction of the iPhone. 2009 began to be the release of apps on the iPhone and an updated user experience and Android kicking in. The data on depression and despair of typically among teens is tied to technology. When your kid can go on Snapchat or Instagram or a variety of other services and see that all the people in their school who they follow on social media are out at parties that they didn't know about and weren't invited to, they tend to get depressed. The level of bullying increases as well, including some nasty kids who go out of their way to bully by creating fake accounts to target your kids, but they're they're their classmates. All these things give rise to bullying, Uh, sexting among kids where they text nude pictures of each other. That's gone up as well, obviously something that didn't exist before the rise of the smartphone, and now it does. And a lot of kids feel pressured to send nude pictures to other people as a way to impress them, to lure them in. Girls in particular do this to boys who uh, they think the boys like them, and the boys really don't. They just want these pictures from the girls. Fathers, you got to do something with your sons but you got to do something with your daughters as well. The the correlation among distress among kids in single-parent households is higher than in two-parent households. It's still there in two-parent households. But particularly in fatherless households, the the anger and despair and the acting out is even higher. Uh, the, we, we in society tend to degrade the role of fathers in society. Uh, dads are the punchline of jokes and commercials and the like. And actually, uh, the role of a father in stabilizing a household is actually very important. Even dads who themselves feel sometimes burdened that they're not doing enough, that they're too absent, that they work too much, uh, their presence in the household, just existing in the household matters. Now, I want to step back a little bit 
because uh, the uptick in depression and despair among kids really skyrockets starting in 2009. The data is there. It is known. It is documented. It was in this story in, in the New York Times last year, and it's really a striking graph. Uh, that the in 2007 it starts to go up and then it recedes a little bit and then in 2009 it just skyrockets for boys and for girls and the number of emergency room visits for self-inflicted injuries aged 10 to 19 goes up considerably in 2009 for girls it was roughly, 250 ER visits per 100,000 were suicide attempts by girls. By 2019, it was crossing 600 ER visits per 100,000. Let me just read you from this piece. In 2019, 13% of adolescents reported having a major depressive episode, a 60% increase from 2007. Emergency room visits by children and adolescents in that period also rose sharply for anxiety, mood disorders, and self-harm. And for people ages 10 to 24, suicide rates, stable from 2000 to 2007, leaped nearly 60% by 2018. The decline in mental health among teenagers was intensified by the COVID pandemic, but predated it, spanning racial and ethnic groups, urban and rural areas, and the socioeconomic divide. Two thousand seven. Two thousand seven. Hey Siri, what year did the iPhone come out? Everything you need to know about Apple products is at Apple's website. Well that didn't work out. Well, there it is though. She clicks me right through to two thousand seven. Fantastic. Two thousand seven. Right there. That's when it came out. Thank you, Siri. 2007. Let me read you this data point again. For people ages 10 to 24, suicide rates, which were stable from the year 2000 to 2007, leapt nearly 60% by 2018 from 2007. 2009 is when the increase escalated. In 2009, is the year that apps started going on the iPhones. You have Twitter come out, Instagram, Snapchat eventually comes up, Facebook gets on phones, and your kids can see other kids having a good time, and they're excluded. And they can be bullied and picked on and harassed way easier than before the rise of the smartphone. But this is where the new data comes in because I talked about the story last year and there's been a lot of research. And more and more researchers have concluded it's not, it, it is in part social media. It is in part social media. It is your children being harassed online by peers in school through social media, it is the pressure of conforming, it is the envious nature of social media sites where you see other people living their best life now and it's so much better than you and many times those people are all fake. 
Their lifestyles are fake. Their pain enormous. You don't see the problems of their lives. The perfectly curated life. There's something more, though. And this is where there's probably an avenue to be able to change things. You know what researchers are starting to conclude that it's not really just social media. It's not really the stress of social media. What it is, is the isolation. What it is, is your children have decided because they are so connected online, they don't really have to be connected in the real world. Because your kids feel like they're always in touch with their friends online, they don't have to get together in person. And that, it turns out, is detrimental to their mental health. And yours too, I might add. You're always online. You're always connected. You can always be bothered. You can always bother. You're always texting. You're always in conversation. But you are never together. If you'll allow... And you really have no choice here. This is a Genesis moment. It's a Genesis moment. And I think we should be mindful that we are supposed to be creatures of community. Then God said, let us make mankind in our image, in our likeness, so that they may rule over the fish in the sea and the birds in the sky over the livestock and all the wild animals and over all the creatures that moved along the ground. So God created mankind in his own image, in the image of God. He created them, male and female, he created them. He blessed them and said to them, be fruitful and increase in number, fill the earth and subdue it, rule over the fish in the sea and the birds in the sky and over every living creature that moves on the ground. And you flip over to Genesis 2. Then the Lord, he took the man and he put him in the Garden of Eden to work it and take care of it. And the Lord God commanded the man, you are free to eat from the tree in the garden, but you must not eat from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, for if you eat from it, you will surely die. Then the Lord God said, it is not good for the man to be alone. I will make a helper suitable for him. Now the Lord God had formed out of the ground all the wild animals and all the birds in the sky. He brought them to the man to see what he would name them. And whenever the man called each living creature, that was its name. But for Adam, no suitable helper was found. So the Lord God caused the man to fall into a deep sleep. And while he was sleeping, he took one of the man's ribs and then closed up the place with flesh. Then the Lord made a woman from the rib. He had taken out of the man. And he brought her to the man. And the man said, this is my bone of my bones and flesh of my flesh. She shall be called woman for she was taken out of man. That is why a man leaves his father and mother and is united to his wife and they become one flesh. This is Genesis. Now, you don't have to be a theologian here. You don't have to be a Christian or a Jew. You don't have to be a Muslim. You don't have to be a person of religion. You can be an atheist to understand this. The point made in this work, the point I am making and the point the data from 2022 and 23 is confirming is that we are social creatures and we have invented this technology that allows us 
to seem to be social, but we're not. We're not. It allows us to pretend we're connected and we're not. We are connected online 24-7, but have no meaningful physical connections. We don't have FaceTime with other people. We have an app called FaceTime. We don't actually sit next to each other. We don't have to look at each other. We, we don't have to do anything. We, we can live our lives in disheveled mess without ever having to actually be in person in front of someone having showered, shaved, put on deodorant, and clean clothes. We don't have to do that with social media. We don't have to do this with iPhones and Android apps. We don't have to do it. We can live an isolated existence. And the data is actually showing us the problem is not so much social media bullying now. The problem is not so much that your kids get on social media and they see the perfect life of other people and they get despair and depressed and they decide to commit suicide. The problem is not the bullies on social media bullying them. The problem is your kids are convinced that they have a meaningful social outlet with their friends online and they don't because they are not there together and you are in the same boat. You do not connect to other people. You live an isolated existence. And the people who live these isolated existences who thinks think they are connected turned out to be the ones most likely to suffer from despair and depression. The ones who believe that they are always engaged and plugged in and communal because of their friends on the Internet are the ones most likely to have mental health problems. because they have masked their isolation. Being able to connect to people online constantly and immediately is no consolation in a battle with isolation. Being physically present with other people is the cure. And the new data suggests the more you push your children to socialize in person with their friends instead of online, the better it is for their mental health. The less likely it is for a child to get into despair and depression, the more they're in reality connected to living human beings in person where they have to see them, touch them, smell them, hear them in person without a digital device. And by the way, the data translates to adults as well. The more you are connected to people in person as opposed to online, the better your mental health is, the less likely you are to be depressed. The problem is, it's a really simple solution, but it's also very hard because all of us have gotten used to being always online and always connected to people without ever having to actually deal with them in person. And we have to force ourselves to go back to the old way of living before the iPhone existed and reestablish our connections. We were not meant to be alone in person. And the more we are, the more depressed we get. And all of the data now points both in that direction and to the solution. Connect yourself in person to other people and make sure your kids do too. The weather outside might be frightful, but in your bed, you've got super soft bowl and branch sheets to sleep under. They'll keep you comfortable. They're just the perfect weight. Summer, winter, fall, spring, the perfect weight, and they get softer every wash. And right now, with the weather so cold outside, you want to just be snuggled up inside. They're the perfect sheets under which you and your loved one can snuggle. And right now, you can get 15% off your first set of sheets when you use promo code ERIC at BowlinBranch.com. That's BowlinBranch, B-O-L-L. A-N-D-Branch.com. The promo code is Eric, E-R-I-C-K. Bull and Branch sheets are the perfect 100% organic cotton threads 
that get softer every wash. Not only do they get softer every wash, but they the drape across your body is just perfect. I really enjoy mine. We've got them now on multiple beds in the house. We've just kept buying them because they're so soft. And every wash, they get softer. And right now, get 15% off your first set of sheets when you use promo code ERIC, E-R-I-C-K, at BolandBranch.com. That's BolandBranch, B-O-L-L-A-N-D, Branch.com, the promo code ERIC. Hello there, it is Eric Erickson here. The phone number is 877-973-7425. You should remember in your prayers, Isaac Achi. Isaac Achi was a Catholic priest who over the weekend was burned to death in Nigeria. Armed bandits attacked his residence Another priest escaped the building uh, but was shot uh, and will survive. And they essentially sealed Father Achi into his home and set fire to it to burn him up. Uh, you know, the even the United Nations says Christians are the most persecuted people on the planet in terms of religion. And Nigeria is not a safe place to be. So Isaac Achi... Um, is a priest, St. Peter and Paul Catholic Church, and has died. Oh, these stories um, need to be covered. It's not safe in the world these days for a lot of priests and preachers. Welcome back. It is Eric Erickson here across the nation. The phone number is 877-973-7425. So full disclosure, <laughs> let's, let's start this over, shall we? <laughs> full disclosure. I have got to get back on the nutrition kick. I lost about 20 pounds counting my macros, eating high in protein. And then I remember the day that I decided I could do it myself. Didn't need the app and I didn't need the scale and I didn't need to watch it. I was doing just fine. And it all went to kablooey, and I got to start over again. One of the things that I eat, in fact, 15 minutes before this show started today, because I had a kind of crazy schedule this morning, uh, I was having my omelet, two eggs plus two extra egg whites, plus two pieces of bacon and a little bit of cheese, heavy protein. I'll go to the gym right after this. I'll go to CrossFit, do my um, wad in the box, And then come home and be starving to death and probably blow it all on something quick to eat. But nonetheless, I got to focus on it more. More water, less beer, sadly. But nonetheless, one of the things that is involved is eggs. I I like scrambled eggs. I always have. Um, I like making an omelet. I'll eat a drink a protein shake, but I, you know, eggs are a great source of protein and all sorts of other stuff. They're not bad for you. And lately I've noticed there are not any eggs and the eggs that we have are very expensive. Now I will be honest. I, I couldn't care less whether they're organic or cage free or free range, or I have noticed that the free range cage free eggs tend to be grosser. Uh, on the outside, the the mass-produced cheap eggs tend to be uh, white, occasionally brown. There's no difference in the eggs, whether they're brown or white. It's just dependent on the chicken. But you get the free-range Whole Foods eggs, and you can still see like that they haven't cleaned the shell necessarily the best way. 
at Whole Foods in New York last week. It's $3.39 for a carton of 12 brown grade A eggs. The cage-free eggs were more than $7. And you were limited to two cartons. Now, in my grocery store here in middle Georgia, the Publix, and even the Kroger down the street, there are almost no eggs to be found. I had to go two days in a row to the grocery store just to get eggs. And I'm actually kind of, there haven't been a lot of conversations around here uh, about shortages. We kind of got used to having shortages in COVID and they were supposed to go away. And there are still shortages around the country stuff. So, for example, I went this weekend to the grocery store and uh, there was no, there was some bread, but not a lot of bread. There was no nature's own bread, which is usually the brand we get. There was no whole milk. There was 2% milk, limited amount of skim milk. The uh, the big tubs of the yogurt, they didn't have them. You had to buy the individual little ones that are more expensive. And there were hardly any eggs. There was no brown sugar or confectioner sugar. And there were uh, limited varieties of pork on the grocery store shelves. And it's all very random. Some weeks it's it's beef. Some weeks it's pork. Some weeks it's brown sugar. Some weeks it's flour. Some weeks it's, it's, it's the small packages, but you can get the giant packages. Some weeks it's the giant packages, but you can get the small packages. It's all very very irregular, but these shortages have all been going on since COVID, and it's like everybody got used to them. Then there's the baby formula. My goodness, baby formula is still uh, problematic. Baby formula is still a problem. Uh, it's hard to get it. It's limited, but right now, eggs are the big one. One of the big reasons is because of an outbreak of avian flu, bird flu. Since the outbreak was detected last February, more than 57 million birds have been affected by it. Infected and exposed flocks tend to be culled to prevent the virus from spreading. 44 million egg-laying hens in the United States have been killed. The depopulations at commercial facilities have decreased domestic egg supply by 7.5% on average each month. That's kind of insane. It takes four to five months for hens to get back to peak productivity of 24 eggs per month. And the virus has been spreading around the world. Now, there are other factors as well. But avian flu is one of the big ones in an interconnected society. But the, the cost of eggs is up in some cases more than 200%. Let me, let me read you part of this from the New York Times covering the story. At Bray's Egg Farm in Jeffersonville, New York, flocks of chickens have been spared from the avian flu. Daniel Bray, the farm's owner, said that after a destructive nationwide avian flu outbreak in 2014 and 2015 killed more than 50 million birds, he set up a gate around his farm to prevent wild birds from entering and potentially spreading diseases. Mr. Bray said that vehicles entering the farm were sprayed with disinfectant, another precaution to protect the farm, which produces 228,000 eggs daily. The stuff is so contagious, he said of bird flu, you got to be very careful. So essentially, this farm has set it up so wild birds flying by cannot come land at his farm. 
because they could spread avian flu. Because there have been fewer reported cases of avian flu at commercial egg-laying facilities in recent weeks, Mr. Bray said he believes egg shortages are going to ease soon, as well as the high prices, but he's concerned that cases could rebound in the spring and spread to other birds like geese, ducks, hawks, and eagles. So far this year, recorded cases of avian flu dropped significantly, with only one commercial flock and 10 backyard flocks affected, according to the Ag Department, compared with more than 5.07 million birds in December and more than 3.75 million birds in November. A statement last week from United Egg Producers echoed that assessment, saying there was an expected lull in the virus over the next two months, but uh, the group warned of detections rapidly increasing as spring and migration season renews. Mr. Cole said as farms restock, supply would likely improve, but cautioned the virus was still lingering in the U.S. It's really remarkable. A Kroger spokeswoman said the bird flu had caused tens of millions of birds to be removed from the supply chain and egg production over the last nine months. Uh, and the egg supply remains adequate at Kroger, except what I've noticed is at Kroger, I couldn't get a, a six-pack or a 12-pack of eggs. You could get an 18-pack or you could get the massive ones with like two dozen eggs. And I'm okay getting the two to four dozen eggs at a time, but typically the way they're packed, uh, they tend to be broken. I'm just, uh, it, it, we're in such a global supply chain now and we've got the, these diseases and I'm sorry, my mind goes to Revelation. I mean, war, rumor of war, disease, pestilence, plague, all of that. Um, there's something happening here, but there's also something else happening here too. While we're having the shortages and we're having the plagues among birds and people, we're having more hysteria in the press about the COVID surge. It turns out COVID is possibly on the rise. This is from the left-wing guardian in Great Britain. In the fourth year of the pandemic, COVID-19 is once again spreading across America and has been driven by the recent holidays, fewer precautions, and the continuing evolution of Omicron subvariants of the virus. New subvariants are causing concern for their increased transmissibility and ability to evade antibodies, but the same tools continue to curtail the spread of COVID, especially boosters, masks, ventilation, antivirals, and other precautions. Yet booster uptake has been pitiful Antiviral uptake has been low, and few mandates on masking, vaccination, and testing have resumed in the face of the winter surge, which is once again putting pressure on health systems. I want to be cruelly crass here. Well, not really, but why does it matter at this point? Why does it matter? It is by coincidence, and I did not plan on it, that in the first half of this hour, I spent a lot of time on the new data, and the new data on suicide and despair shows people who are isolated in an age of social media where they feel connected and they're not, they're the ones suffering the most from depression, despair, and most likely to commit suicide. And along come the public health officials who tell us we need to isolate and hide behind masks and stay away from people with covid is this all about population control? Honestly, I mean, are, are we headed towards the 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 health uh, care people, the environmentalists? All of them are pushing us in some way to just just end ourselves to save the planet, um, get ourselves in despair, and all of our. So I, the whole thing is bizarre. Here, we are seeing the technocrats try to exert control over us 
in all sorts of multifaceted ways to keep us isolated and away from each other. The fact of the matter is that yes, COVID is spreading and COVID is spreading. COVID is going everywhere and your vaccine isn't going to save you from getting it. But what they downplay in the mass hysteria of COVID is spreading is that these new variants are less likely to kill you. So you might as well just get it and get it over with and build your antibodies and immune system response. Now, I'm not advocating going out and having like measles parties for COVID. But if you get it, the odds are you're going to be fine. The fear scenario that the media stokes over COVID is getting to a bizarre point where they want you to live in perpetual fear over a virus that is less and less likely to hospitalize you or kill you. And frankly, your immunity built up over time will help you and everyone else. The virus continues to mutate. Yeah, if you are elderly and immune compromised, you might need a booster. You might need a booster, but the booster is only going to help a little bit, and it looks like the immune response isn't going to last a very long time. So why are we allowing public health officials to dictate all this stuff for you? By the way, have you heard this? The National Institutes of Health, it's come out with its new food pyramid. Did you know, according to these recommendations on a food compass score produced by Tufts University at taxpayer expense, honey nut Cheerios are considered healthier for you to eat than ground beef or even cheddar cheese. You should be encouraged to eat chocolate-covered almonds, non-fat chocolate-frozen yogurt, and Cheerios, and, and Lucky Charms as opposed to eggs fried in butter, cheddar cheese, or ground beef. Now listen, I'm doing a bad job at the whole diet nutrition thing, and I got to do better. I know that. But one of the things I've learned is protein kind of trumps everything. Increase your protein. Uh, I talked to a nutritionist who I've gotten to know, and he said that I should uh, eat as many grams of protein as like the pounds that I want to be. So if you want to be 200 pounds, eat 200 grams of protein a day. So it's, 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 there, there are other stu- the others who disagree, eat one and a half grams, blah, 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 whatever. So this is, this is kind of your metric. Go for that. Be heavy on protein. You know what? Beef and chicken and shrimp, they are great ways to get protein. And the idea that you should encourage people to eat honey nut Cheerios over ground beef is absurd, but that's what our nutrition experts are doing. What I'm finding more and more, and this this relates even to the governor of Georgia going and talking to the World Economic Forum in Davos, the technocratic elite around the world have decided that they should be put in charge, they should control our lives, and the decisions they're making are flat out absurd. And having a guy like Kemp go over there and laugh at him in their face and say he did everything they told him not to do in his come out on top over COVID is worth doing, I think. Point out to these people that they do not have all of the answers. And in fact, the technocrats are more and more screwing everything up. The gas stove debate is perfect for this. It turns out that the the green energy group behind the Consumer Product Safety Commission study on gas stoves is Chinese funded and is dedicated to an economic-wide green energy transformation. The Rocky Mountain Institute, which published the study, demanding systemic change and economy-wide transformation. 
They joined forces with China's National Development and Reform Commission, the government agency tasked with planning the communist nation's economy, to produce a report that advised China to replace existing appliances and generators with clean energy technologies. The technocrats are in the tank of other people, and we should stop listening to them. In Scotland, one of the uh, Scottish members of parliament has declared the age of private driving over. They want to put everyone in public transportation and stop building roads to force you into public transportation. The technocrats want to make your life miserable. They want you to stay isolated and commit suicide so that you don't get covid they can't figure out avian flu. They, they they can't figure out how to stop it. They're just killing all the birds, driving up food costs. We got shortages all over. They can't figure out the baby formula situation. They're in bed with the Chinese government. The technocrats are ruining our lives. They've decided they are in charge. And what we're seeing around the world with the populist uprising is the people are fighting back. And it's probably a good thing given the, the prescriptions the technocrats are trying to impose on all of us. Now, I'm no technocrat. I will tell you that if you actually want to clean the air in your house, the Eden Pure Thunderstorm is something to consider. You can get three of them for less than $200, get free shipping, and save $200 by going to EdenPureDeals.com and putting ERIC3 in as your discount code on the front page of that website, E-R-I-C-K-3, no space. Don't write out the number three. Just put the number three after E-R-I-C-K, my name. Eden Pure Thunderstorms wipe out odors. They get rid of pet odors, litter box odors, smoke odors, musty odors, frying odors, cooking odors. You name it. You got a bad smell in your house. Fire up the Eden Pure Thunderstorm. Walk away. Let it do its magic. It will wipe out the odors. And you get three of them for upstairs, for downstairs, for your RV or your travel bag like I do. EdenPureDeals.com. The discount code is ERIC3, E-R-I-C-K-3. You'll get three of them for less than $200. You'll get free shipping. You'll save $200. You will be able to wipe out odors. Yes, it gets rid of the mildew, the mold, the bacteria, the pollen, the dust floating in the air. But really, it packs a wall up as an air deodorizer. You got bad odors in your car. You can plug it up with a USB cord. Got bad odors in your house or a hotel room. Plug it directly into the wall. EdenPureDeals.com. The discount code is ERIC3. Well-connected and well-respected. It's Eric Erickson, live every weekday. Hello there. Welcome. This hour of the program brought to you by First Liberty Building and Loan. Wherever you are nationwide, they can help your business grow. It's for your business, not for you. Reach out to them, firstlibertyga.com, firstlibertyga.com. See if they can help your business grow, buying a building, building a building, getting a franchise growing, buying out a competitor. They might be able to help you, firstlibertyga.com. All right, what's next? Let me see. I have all my notes. Ah, yes. I got to play for you. Uh, well, nope, nope, nope. I'm not going to do that. I'm going to do this instead because this is, and we may have to go back to this later. Washington, D.C. So when I was a kid, I love Washington, D.C., you should know. It's one of my favorite cities, just the, the architecture and all, the, the layout, Walfalt's design. Um, but it can also be a third world hellhole. When I was a kid, we lived in Dubai, and I wanted to go to Washington. We would take trips every few months and go to a new country, and I wanted to go to Washington so bad. I can I memorized the map and where everything was and the metro system so that I could convince my parents that I could be our tour guide because I so wanted to go to Washington, and it just, I mean, we lived halfway around the world uh, from Washington, D.C. at the time. It wasn't practical. We go to Europe, Asia, um, not Washington. 
Well, when I grew up, I finally went to Washington myself. Uh, my my oldest sister took me. They lived in Norfolk. My brother-in-law was in the Navy, and then I went. Uh, my present to myself when I graduated college was to go to Washington, D.C. for a week uh, by myself. Went everywhere in D.C. Just enjoyed it so much. Got to go to the museums. Nowadays, it's it's a pain in the butt because some of the bigger museums, you got to schedule your time to go. But uh, it's always had crime problems, and they're about to get worse because the District of Columbia City Council intends to override a veto of a bill that would decrease punishments for violent crimes like carjackings, home invasion, burglaries, robberies, and even homicides. The far-reaching rewrite of the criminal code would tie the hands of police and prosecutors and overwhelm courts. They are essentially going to make it so unless you commit murder, you don't go to jail in Washington, D.C. It is absolutely bizarre that the city council would do this, and even some of them are saying uh, they got to do something else, but they're still going to implement this law and then try to fix it. Um, Congress, it's time to step in and take away their right to self-government.